Hello and welcome to the Assurance Show. The snippet you will be hearing is from the Performance Audit Report where we interviewed a leader in Performance Audit who had something interesting to say about the use of data. Hope you enjoy. Today we've got a special guest on the show. He leads value for money teams in his National Audit Office, Patrick Barr from the Northern Ireland Audit Office. Welcome to the Performance Audit Report. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here, folks. Patrick, can you give us a bit about your background, about the Northern Ireland Audit Office, your role, and in particular, what attracted you to value for money auditing? In terms of a bit of quick background, studied here in Belfast at Queen's, did a finance degree, so didn't do the accountancy degree at the time, went with finance. After that, spent a few years in Canada. And then when I came back, I did my SEMA qualification. So I figured it was the accountancy qualification for me because of the strategic aspects to it. Once I did that, I then went and worked in industry for a year. But after 11 month ends, I realized that it wasn't for me. And so I joined Deloitte then at the time, and I was there for a while in financial and performance management. Went into public sector after that, and then joined the audit office about two and a bit years ago now. Northern Ireland audit office, obviously you know what an audit office does. We're independent. We look at both financial audit and then the performance audit or public report and VFM work. In terms of the office itself, we are currently about 120 staff and with an aspiration to grow beyond that. But it's a tough market at the minute. So we're constantly recruiting and trying to attract people into the office. My role, I have a joint portfolio. So as a director in the office, I have a number of financial audits, Department for Economy, Education, and then some local government. And then I'm lead director for the public reporting program. So all directors have responsibility for public reporting. But for me, it's just about facilitating and performance management, managing the program for all. As a SEMA member, what attracted me to audit <laughs> is a funny question, but it's the performance audit stuff, I guess, is the focus, which very much sits well with the SEMA qualification. So, you know, the value for money, all the efficiency work, business models, that's the stuff I'm really interested in, kind of how things work, how we can get them to work more efficiently. One of the things that we've been seeing a lot of recently is the use of data and visualizations within performance audit. Interested to get your thoughts on whether you focus on data literacy within the team or get more specialist people involved in, in delivering on the data aspects of an audit. I guess at the minute we're doing both. About a year or two ago, we brought in a data scientist for the first time. Almost everyone in the office was financially qualified, and that was the focus. And you know, the people working on VFM had data analysis and data management skills. They had research background potentially, or they were able to do that, but in the traditional manual sense. So it was when we brought in the data scientist then that we started to realize all the other tools available and what we could use data analysis for. And then we started realizing that it had a lot more uses. Initially, it was the value for money, you know, looking at trends and identifying efficiency and so on. More recently, we've started really using that in the financial audit side as well, coming up with some data analytics tools that can flag up some areas that we maybe need to focus on in the financial audits. So that's been really useful. That's working really well to the point where we're now recruiting for a, a second data person. But at the same time, we are trying to scale up teams. So as I say, teams always had the general data management focus, and that was fine. But now you're trying to scale them up in analytics and visualization. Now, sometimes we're at risk of using those interchangeably, data analytics and visualization, but obviously they're quite different things. So the data analytics is the bit where we want the specialist skills. 
And so we have a kind of central hub for that, but we want everyone to be up to a, a kind of certain standard. And with visualization, what we're doing now is we're rolling out some training across the data analytics people, but also then those involved in the value for money work. Now, what I've found in a way with the data visualization is it's obviously more than just nice pictures. There's almost an aptitude to just kind of getting it and, and seeing data sets and being able to say, oh, I could represent that this way. So, so some of the training isn't the technical. It's not here's how to use this package or here's how to use this tool. It's trying to get people into the concepts and trying to get them to understand and engage with the data really early so as they can tell a story. Because if the picture is just there to be a picture, if it doesn't add to the report or help how you're trying to communicate or articulate something, it's not really worth it. And and obviously, you know, we're not just talking about the traditional kind of graphs and pie charts and that sort of thing. So trying to come up with some innovative ways of explaining through timelines and all different structures. Patrick, as we wrap up, just wanted to understand how best other auditors can get in touch with you, find out more about the work that you do. Through the website, we're contactable through that. I'm on LinkedIn and those other platforms, fairly easily contacted and really happy to talk to people in any other part of the world that has similar interests. I mean, like even from your podcast, I think the first one, director from the Washington Audit Office, so I contacted him on LinkedIn, said, oh, I heard the podcast, it's really interesting. And, and so even just being able to reach out to people, I've got in touch with some of the people in the audit office in British Columbia, because some of the work they're doing on net zero that I saw, and so just getting in touch. So we're all facing the same issues. We all have the same kind of focus. And we all seem, when I talk to people, to be moving in the same direction on a lot of things. So especially in the kind of VFM performance audit space, older reports were maybe longer you know, the big traditional value for money reports, lots of pages, a lot of time, big cost. Whereas now people are definitely moving more towards shorter reports, higher impact, being more responsive, keeping the reports more relevant, even moving to briefing papers and blogs, you know, really, really short pieces, just putting stuff out there rather than kind of taking all this time and maybe the report that you're working on being overtaken by changes. Look, absolutely happy for anyone to get in touch and I will continue to reach out to people as well as I see relevance. And I'll keep an eye on the podcast and the newsletter as well. And because again, that's a really useful kind of digest of some of the reports that are going on in other places that are flagged up that, you know, straight away you go, oh, maybe this is something we should look at. So yeah. Fantastic. Great having you on the show, Patrick. Thanks for sharing with us all the great work going on at the Northern Ireland Audit Office. And I'm sure you'll have a few people reach out to you to take you up on your kind offer. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. No problem. Thanks, guys.